0: It's launch week on the Rawland Startup. And my first guest is Jeff Wilson, the CEO and chief designer of Jupe, a flat pack outdoor bedroom. At the time of our interview, Jupe was about to release the Jupe Portal, their off-grid toilet. Fast Company calls Jupe a disruptor because they're out to disrupt the porta potty industry. And believe it or not, Jeff's origin story starts with living in a dumpster. All this next on the Roland Startup. Super excited to be here. Thanks for uh, hosting, Angie. Could you uh, give us a little bit of background information on your professional training and some of your interesting highlights that led to the, the start of Juke?
1: Yeah, um, you know, it's kind of a roundabout tale. Uh, I had been an environmental science professor and really interested in off-grid stuff and Um, Convinced the university that I was at to actually let me live in a dumpster for a year. So I sold everything I owned for a dollar an item. I got Mm. a 33 square foot used trash dumpster. Of
0: course used. Went
1: through the process of first cleaning it, but then converting it into a small off-grid home. A Mm -hmm. sort of a symbol of waste and an educational experiment. That led me into the world of housing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had a backyard modular manufactured tiny home startup prior to this. And, you know, I just wanted something that was going to be a little bit more portable, less expensive and Mm -hmm. sort of fully um, included uh, the the main things that you would need to sort of set up a nature camping site. And that's what I uh, came up with uh, with you. Okay.
0: And so you had, uh, clearly you had the design experience and the immersive design experience. Immersive, yeah, is one way to (laughs) put it. I was all in.
1: I was (laughs) all in. I was (laughs) completely trashed, as they say.
0: Uh, So you had that experience. How were you able to get people on board uh, with something like that? Yeah, it
1: was, uh, even though I hadn't been a designer, uh, it was a big idea after a big problem, right? Casita was trying to go after the affordable housing problem. Mm-hmm. And what we were trying to do was use small little triangles, these little slivers of land in urban areas that typically aren't used by big real estate developers mm-hmm. and then stack up within those. Um, So, you know, it's a very large market, it's a very large problem. And uh, I managed to uh, get a few funders on board and a few really good team members. And Mm -hmm. we went after that problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, uh, Casita didn't make it like a lot of these startups that go after affordable housing, because it's just so hard from a code perspective, from a zoning perspective, Mm -hmm. financing, all the NIMBYs. Right, like there are so many reasons that make it so hard to do affordable housing. So in this iteration of my kind of try at this, uh, we're really starting with this glamping market and trying to develop out some technology and housing product that can eventually solve some problems around like disaster relief and other things. So mm-hmm. really excited to be in this market. It's growing like crazy, as you know, mm-hmm. and there's so many opportunities to set up on raw land, uh, especially farms right mm-hmm. across the country. So uh, really excited to be talking with you.
0: Okay, great. And so for the people who are dealing with the challenges on what to do with their raw land, I think people in a lot of cases have limited exposure to the options. And there are so many things within this glamping sector Mm -hmm. that really speak to the practical ways that people can get something started on their property. So in, with, uh, the companies and the festivals that you've worked with so far how have you seen different glamping interpretations of or uses of your jupes yeah so just to step back and describe what
1: the jupe is right it's a flat packed uh, outdoor bedroom So unlike anybody else in the space, the Jupe includes the foundation. It has built in batteries, Mm -hmm. solar panels, lighting, the bed, the headboard, the porch, the top, all of it. Uh, So it literally sets up and you throw some sheets on there and you have a super comfortable 12 foot tall cavernous like living experiment uh, experience. You know, looks like something that dropped out of outer space a lot more than it looks like Mm -hmm. a traditional tent or yurt. And so, you know, what we say at Jupe is just add land. That's our Mm -hmm. tag phrase. Mm -hmm. Jupe does not want to get into the business of buying or leasing land Mm -hmm. or operating units. All we do is make the actual Jupe's and all the software and infrastructure that goes along with them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a perfect kind of marriage here. If somebody has really got a lot of land and doesn't know what to do with it and doesn't want to go to the trouble of building foundations and even buying furniture and lighting and batteries mm-hmm. and all this stuff, jupe can come in and not only drop our jups there and begin to rent them the very same night, but we can even list them on our booking platform so you're not paying Airbnb or some other service right, the 17% or the X amount per, per unit per month. So we take over all that. And I think we're the only company that not only makes the juke tents, makes the hardware, but also has a software booking system on top of that. I don't know anybody else that does that, actually.
0: In what different implementations have you been, have people been able to use Jews? Yeah, there's two main ones that
1: we look at. One of them is somebody that already has an existing Airbnb, but they've got a really big backyard or a lot of land. And what we can do there is we can say, okay, maybe you can sleep six people right now in your Airbnb. um, And what we, what we'll do, and maybe you're getting 300 a night. Uh, what we'll do is we'll come in and we'll drop five jupes on your land. Now you're sleeping 16 people. Right. And maybe you can get 500, 600 a night. And that's really with no additional infrastructure right? required. Those folks would just use the bathroom on the inside. Right. Mm-hmm. And have a really, really comfortable sleeping experience experience. So that's. One way we do it is we Mm -hmm. add to an existing structure. The other thing we've done is we've gone to places that don't have anything, right? Mm -hmm. They've got just a raw piece of land and we'll drop our jupes. Um, We're coming out with a toilet uh, very soon. That should be out in the next month. That's really, Mm -hmm. really cool. We call the portal Um, or folks will build their own bathrooms or have some sort of portable bathroom there to use with the jupes.
0: Okay, so uh, tell me more about the portal. Uh, is, it a, is it a composting toilet?
1: Uh, yeah, so right now, um, it's a very high design, uh, portable toilet, a porta potty, essentially, with uh, a mirrored surface, like, it's almost like a little piece of art. It's about three times the volume of a normal uh, sort of porta potty. And it has mm. all of this light in it. It's really an insane sort of experience. It's the first porta potty you're going to want to hang out in <laughs> and take selfies. <laughs> but it, it literally um, is porta potty technology. It has a full time solar panel, uh, solar system and fan in it. So it doesn't smell, but it can be serviced just like any other porta potty. And the reason we did that is because people don't like cleaning out composting mm-hmm. toilets, or the incinerating toilets use a lot of power and aren't really mm-hmm. off grid. This way, if it doesn't smell and you're in a really cool environment, you can pay anybody that would normally come by and service a porta potty to come by and service the portal.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now I noticed on your booking platform, a lot of your uh, jupes are available out West with a few on the East Coast. Uh, how are you servicing such a like a widespread you know group of Jews? Yeah. Well,
1: um, we we they they actually don't require a lot of service after the fact, right? Okay. So, we will bring them and set them up on somebody's land. um, And then the actual like maintenance on them is actually pretty low. Mm -hmm. Generally, we partner up with somebody locally to clean them and operate them. So again, like jupe makes the software and we make the Mm Jups, but we don't really get involved in the operating or the land side of things. So if a landowner, a farm owner said, hey, you know, I want to set up a jupe compound on my property we would drop the jupes put them on our booking platform and then find somebody locally to clean them mm-hmm. um, if the landowner didn't and what's great for the landowner as well typically what they're having to do when they set up a site is go buy a bunch of stuff right mm-hmm. well with jupes we have some financing programs to where you're maybe paying only 500 per jupe per month mm-hmm. And then you're on a kind of lease to own program so that you're not out there having to spend all this money on decking and equipment and, and mm-hmm. buying these things. And the juice are great. Cause they'll last about seven years. Hmm. Like they're not going to, you know, be one of these things off Alibaba that maybe lasts a year and then you're replacing it. Okay. Um, so there are some really interesting options in terms of, um, just adding, you know, jupe to your land uh, okay. there, there as well.
0: Now, at, at this point, what climate suits them the best?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're set up everywhere from uh, Canada all the way down to Joshua Tree in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. And okay. so, um, you know, depending on how many seasons you want to run them, that's mm-hmm. really the question, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of times the glamping kind of operations shut down in the winter, anyways. Under Canvas, mm-hmm. one of the biggest ones, right, shuts down their locations in the Grand Canyon and across the desert southwest all winter. And that's how we'd kind of think about JUP as well. It's not really a uh, winter solution. Um we do include, you know or you can add actually electric blankets to them to run off grid okay, uh, where it's probably good to the mid40s or so, but once okay. you start getting snow loads, uh, we generally take the jupes down. Okay, so they are more of a uh, you know product to be used uh, in the months at least where there's not snow.
0: Okay. Could you describe the setup process?
1: Yeah, and I mean, we're this is actually video, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I guess I could actually sh- we could we could try this little experiment, and I could share uh, the screen. Should
0: we try yeah. that? Let's let's do it. Let's okay. see. Okay, we're all share about
1: uh, experimentation here. So um, I will uh, let's let's see if I can get this to work uh, because it, it's a lot easier to kind of show this than to just tell. So let me um, see if I can share my screen. Just hold on. Okay. Your, your millions of uh, listeners here will just have to be patient.
0: Millions, billions.
1: Uh, billions, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry House for understanding. <laughs> you. Oh, I think, uh, I think you've got to enable screen sharing, but okay. um, while you're doing that, uh, you know, one of the things that's really cool about Jupe is that uh, we can get 12 of these on a single truck. So when you might typically be, oh, there we go. So when you might typically be thinking about, oh, if I'm hauling these things across the country, um, I, you know, I'm going to need a bunch of trucks to do this. So can you actually, can you see that there? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that right there is actually eight entire jupes. Wow. So the bed the mattress, the batteries, the headboard, the top, all of it can fit just like that. And we can actually stack 15 of these on one truck. So mm. that is, call it a Tuesday, and that's Wednesday afternoon. Wow. So you can see that you know these things uh, set up and are ready to go. There was no foundation poured there. There were no utilities. There was no deck built. They literally showed up and were just dropped down and set up. Um, So we set all these up in about a day. And you can see how high design the interiors are, right? Mm -hmm. They really don't look like anything else in the world. You can't like unsee a juke, right? (laughs) Um, Super clean interiors. There's Mm -hmm. all kinds of storage underneath that floor. Mm -hmm. We can actually also drop things within the floor, um, like an air conditioner will drop in there. If you are on grid, you can drop in um, solar equipment, all kinds of things like that. And so the idea is that they come in flat packed and then can just set up. Now that is an illustration. They don't pop up that easy. It does sure. take our crew a couple of hours to set it up. But mm-hmm. what's great is then you can then stack them and you know put them in the bar uh, in the barn or cover them up uh, for the winter. So ultimately, right, uh, we'll have the ability to pick these things up and move them between various different sites like this um, and you know, set up a really comfortable uh, experience.
0: Yeah. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And one thing that's uh, also interesting to me is uh, your Porter Potty solution, because yep. to your point, who likes a porta potty? Uh, and in in properties that are you know that are off grid, when you hold events or you may start uh, you know having glamping stays, etc. Typically, porta potties are your only solutions, and that it, it it kind of ruins the the feel of the experience. Right. Um, so, uh, do you have any uh, renderings? Of I your... I
1: can show you a photo, not a render. Okay. Um, we haven't released this uh, yet, so. Okay. But that is what it looks like. That's actually a photograph. Oh wow! <laughs> so they're pretty insane, right? Um, that is.
0: It's like a, it is a portal. It, another it dimension. does look
1: like a portal to another dimension. <laughs> yeah. So she's inside yeah. it. Uh, okay. There's actually a curtain that comes down there. Um, Fantastic. You know, you can either have the curtain up if you want to sort of view out over your domain from your mm. throne, or you can close that. It has solar panels. Um, it's actually quite large. Uh, this is what the interior looks like so super wow. clean interesting interior that's a selfie of me that I've taken inside mm-hmm. of the portal so okay. these are going to be really cool um, that is, and yeah. uh, we should be announcing them soon in the press and setting up
0: our website for pre-orders okay that's fantastic so you are getting a sneak preview here first. Oh, that's like uh, one of the
1: only previews. <laughs> yeah. You know, only that's for, awesome. you know, kind of the, the, the Oprah of glamping will we yeah. actually oh like share these things.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That's, okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, and I think also where this fits in nicely is that I think people who are into glamping are more aesthetically driven that's right yeah and it's so this it does have more of an appeal obviously than a porta potty etc so yeah that's fantastic
1: yeah and i mean that's our whole vibe at jupe right if you look at this thing behind me uh you know this is a, not a render it's actually a photo from los angeles and we kind of had our blinged out la version mm-hmm. like Everything we do is starts with really high end design, right? Like our designers have designed yachts, uh, the Cybertruck, ATV, Mm. um, chocolate bars, uh, chairs, all kinds of really cool things, consumer Mm. products. And so we're trying to do things a little bit different to mm-hmm. where you really recognize that as a jupe. Nobody's ever gonna re- you know, mistake that for a tent or a yurt and nobody's ever gonna mistake a portal uh, mm-hmm. for a regular old porta potty. And but- so as we continue to build out our shower, our shower, shower is gonna be really cool as well. Our off-grid shower, it kind of looks like a monolith. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, as we develop out saunas, community areas, all those things, we're gonna have this really cool design aesthetic. And we think that's really important for when you're experiencing deep nature, you wanna experience it in the right way and a level of comfort and a level of design.
0: Okay, so in terms of your inspiration for this 2001 Space Odyssey,
1: that's a big one 2001 a space odyssey (laughs) some people say that the jupes actually look like uh something out of star wars as well Mm -hmm. these things called sand crawlers okay um which was in one of the early star wars films but also things like the matrix uh Mm -hmm. you know we're really inspired by sci-fi and Mm -hmm. by products and by deep space so Mm -hmm. you know really what we are trying to combine here is a feeling of deep Nature, you know, deep technology and deep cosmos is sort of how we bring together uh the jupe brand.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you have the glamping application, which is fantastic for especially for the people who are going to be following us. Uh but then there is also a larger potential use for jupes. Could you describe some other ways that they're being used?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, what we're doing is building out a technology platform, right, that will allow for uh, multiple use cases. So, you know, if you can just allow me for a moment to go into, you know, some of the kind of theory behind you uh, really it's based on this sort of what's called a skateboard electric vehicle chassis. Wow. So a chassis is, uh, you know, for those folks that are not, uh, sort of in the auto industry, it's sort of the body that cars and trucks and various things are built on. And a lot of times what's really cool about these chassis is you can put different things on top. So a Lexus 400 may have the exact same underlying chassis as like a Camry, right? Mm. But they're just different things built on top. So what I thought was, okay, why don't we build a universal chassis for housing to where we can put a soft tent on? Or mm. we can also do things like put a greenhouse on it or a COVID shelter mm. or a bathroom or a hard top or even a ball pit, right? So we have all these various things that can go on top of them
0: mm-hmm. that allow
1: us to do a variety of things. So, you know, that may even include eventually using two of them side by side like this and having an en- ensuite uh, bathroom. So, you know, what we intend to do long term with this is, you know, this this is a render with about 300,000 jupes on a singular boat. Wow. Well, this may not be going to, I don't know, Beyonce's next concert in the Caribbean. It could be going to Puerto Rico, right, um, or Haiti after a natural disaster mm-hmm. You pack those jupes back up and send them over to Florida right? um, for like this hurricane that just came through. So we have a much larger humanitarian mission through Mm -hmm. um, our jupe.org that is going to be going after some of these bigger problems that humanity faces. And really the folks that are working on this glamping side and supporting Jupe on that side are really gonna drive this larger mission for the 1.6 billion people on the planet that don't have adequate
0: housing. Hmm. Wow. Th- yeah, that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So for on the practical side of things, yeah. what will, would someone have to invest in, in order to have a semi turnkey juke glamping operation?
1: Yeah. So, you know, let's start with just the jupes, the actual rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, again, I'll say that you're not just getting the tent, right? You're sure. getting the an $800 mattress, lighting, all the furniture, the foundation, the porch, the top, all of that. So that gets delivered and set up on your land. And there's a couple of different ways we can do it. One is for about $500 a night. Uh, mm-hmm. or sorry $500 a month mm-hmm. so typically that'll be uh, a couple of nights you would have to rent the jupe to cover that every month mm-hmm. and then there's a revenue share on top of that so that revenue share varies right but you got to think about it as the actual landowner you've got no upfront costs there in terms mm-hmm. of getting started right you could mm-hmm. you could have 20 jupes dropped on your land And then you're just needing to rent those one or two nights uh, out of the month. And then you own the jupes at the end of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to do it. Uh, And then, you know, the landowner would need to uh, have some kind of bathrooms either built uh, or use some existing ones um, or rent some sort of uh, bathroom uh, facility and get that set up. So, Startup costs in terms of setting, you know, posting up an entire like glamping hotel Mm -hmm. uh, are pretty cheap, right? Okay. Uh, No matter what, you're going to have to have some place for folks to sleep and you're going to have to probably have some place for folks to go to the bathroom. And jupe's going to yield you sort of the highest, uh, I think, uh, nightly rates on and, and with the least hassle.
0: Okay. Okay. And so in terms of that option, the uh, rent to own option, what are, what is the duration of that contract?
1: Yeah. So it's five years. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's renting it one or two nights a month, uh, -hmm. to cover your costs for five years. And then you outright own, own the juke. Um, and then the other benefit is that we have our own online booking platform and booking mm-hmm. site um, the, where the you know site owner can manage these things, um, the landowner uh and folks can also book. So you're not paying Airbnb that 17%. Mm-hmm. The other thing um, that we're able to do is we run ads in the local market. So hmm. let's say that you're set up. I don't know where where uh, or is, is a, a, a a recent client that comes to mind for
0: you. Uh, okay. So some of our most recent clients are coming from Richmond, Virginia. Okay. So, so. let's
1: say you've got a farm in Richmond, um, and uh, you get your uh, Jup site set up. What we'll start doing is running ads locally. Um, Anybody that searches in that sort of area of the country for glamping or outdoor group experience or offsite, those sort of things, then that Jupe Virginia compound will come up to the top of the search Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll start pushing folks towards your site. And there aren't, uh, as far as I know, any of the other companies that actually provide that service as well.
0: Sure. Yeah. So you hear so much, obviously, about supply chain issues, et cetera. What is your lead time for uh, shipping a juke?
1: Yeah, we are really, really good at making these. Uh, we're making a couple a day right now. Uh, so uh, short answer to your question, we could ship as early as next week um we uh have dialed in a lot of our supply chain challenges um by taking control these things are not made over in china they Mm -hmm. are made uh in texas and designed in california and we assemble them on our factory uh floor there in texas so we're able to ship pretty pretty quickly
0: because there's a startup component to to the podcast as well. Uh, it's a, an important piece of information that you came through Y Combinator. Yeah. Uh, and you were able to impart, you know, get funding uh, through that. What was that experience like for you?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, Y Combinator uh, is like being in uh 10 weeks of the NBA finals <laughs> like <laughs> okay. um I think we were probably working 16-hour days for wow. about 10 weeks including mm. weekends. Uh it was the most intense sort of training boot camp experience of my life. It's very uh competitive to get in. About 20,000 sure. companies apply. And I think in the last batch, they admitted 200. Mm, So um, it, you know, once you do get in, uh, they run you through just an incredible education, but also just really help you improve your startup. Mm-hmm. And so Y Combinator, you know, invests in companies that can become Airbnbs or Coinbases yes. or Instacarts. And so it was really a lot of validation that they believed in Jupes' you know, team
0: mm-hmm. and
1: idea and bigger mission to solve some big housing and infrastructure problems for the world. Um, but an absolute fantastic experience. Uh, I would encourage anyone with a startup idea to apply and apply again and again. I think one <laughs> of the people in our batch uh we got in on our second try. One of the people in our batch I think had applied 8 times
0: before they wow. got wow. <laughs> wow. Well, Congratulations again. Uh, and yes, it, other than glamping, there are so many possibilities with this to solve concrete problems that we're seeing in most urban areas, yep. housing shortages, etc., temporary housing needs, uh, that sort of thing. So, yeah, there's a there's a bigger purpose for this. Uh, but also, for the people on a practical level who want to start a glamping business, yeah. uh, this is definitely a solid option. And and for people like us who are we're on the cusp of getting running water on our property for the first time in history, uh, better porta potty solutions definitely. That's what absolutely what the marketplace needs so i'm really looking forward to seeing, yeah
1: i mean we're not only going to do porta potties but on our roadmap we're using that same chassis to build a giant battery that's solar powered
0: so mm. i'm talking
1: a battery that's 13 feet long by eight feet wide by about 18 inches thick So this will allow you to really power up an entire site and run air conditioning, run whatever you need. We have Starlink that is now connected to our jupes. So Mm. if you don't even have a cell, forget Wi-Fi, if you don't even have a cell signal in some valley where your farm is, you can still get internet now with Starlink. So we can add that. We've got Starlink at some of our sites where there is no cell signal on any of the carriers but we're still able to get internet and then we're also working on yeah these giant water tanks um mm-hmm. 500 gallon water tanks both wow. fresh water and black water tanks so what we hope to provide is the ability to flat pack and pop up an entire village off of that's a truck amazing. um in just a day so that's our longer term vision for what we're trying to do and yeah we've got a long way to go right now we've mm-hmm. got a fancy electric tent you could say, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the mission that we're on for sure.
0: And obviously your team is, you know, you, you have a team that's not exactly made of slouches. Uh, They come from various disciplines. Could you highlight some of the some of their origins? Yeah, I can. uh,
1: I can talk about that a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, I had a background as an environmental scientist and then having an ADU startup. You know, my co-founder, Antonio, uh, at one point built out more Sprinter van conversions than anyone in the world. Hmm. Um, he also uh built a factory that made a Cadillac escalate every 57 seconds. Wow. So, you know, with our goal of making millions of these, uh, I would say that a jupe is still fairly less complicated than an escalade. <laughs> <laughs> um the first engineer we had uh, built one of Elon's first rockets in hmm. Texas. So he was a, a, uh, a, a rocket structures engineer. Um, the main designer behind the Jupe uh, designed the Cybertruck ATV and the Cybertruck for Tesla. Um, and then, yeah, we like I said, we have folks that um, have worked on uh, yachts. Uh, Our head of R&D actually developed this scooter, uh, Mm -hmm. this spin scooter, and then um, Airbnb had a backyard uh, ADU product that they were working on in secret for many years, our main engineers from there. Mm. And then um, the person that built out WeWork's global app. Uh, mm-hmm. actually works for us so we have a massive software team as well that's building out that's the whole amazing. software side of this i mean one of the things that's going to be really cool that i'm looking forward to that we just debuted at the glamping show was um all the technology in the Joop. so right now um in our latest version you can turn the lights on and off and control the speakers on an app in the jupe. You can also control that from anywhere in the world as an operator securely. Mm-hmm. And eventually we'll be able to know when jupes are occupied or not, when they've been cleaned or when they haven't, and like flip on the air conditioning or the heat remotely so that you're not using it when it's not in the unit. So I call this the tesla of physical space. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever seen these Teslas, how you can turn the AC and heat on and off, you can actually summon them. That's what we're trying to do with physical space with Jupe. So that's we've awesome. got a team of, like you said, uh, I may be the one guy that's sort of trashed in the dumpster guy, but the rest of the team's pretty sharp.
0: <laughs> that, that is fantastic. Well. Jeff, thank you so much for your time, your information, and inspiration. Uh, I'm really focused on innovation in this space and the possibilities that people have uh, for their raw land. So this is this has definitely been helpful. Awesome. And so, and and yeah. then also could you tell us where we can find you, find Jupe? Absolutely.
1: Yes, you can go to um, Mm jupe.com and you can click on the Got Land uh, button there and uh, contact us to get in touch to talk about if you've you've got a farm. Um, You can contact me directly on Twitter and Instagram at Prof Dumpster, P-R-O-F Dumpster. Mm -hmm. Um, You can uh, also see Jupe on um, Instagram and Twitter at Jupe Inc. So uh, yeah, really excited uh, to engage with some of the folks that have land. That is our ultimate goal is to not only set up really quickly and help folks to activate and monetize their land, but when we leave, to leave with no trace. There are no foundations with jupes or, you know, Uh, You're not digging a bunch of holes in the ground. We actually leave the land at least as good as as when we arrived. So uh, really excited about working with folks in your sphere of interest. And uh, really, really appreciate you having us on uh, the the, the Oprah of glamping. (laughs) I'm going to so run with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And congratulations to Jupe, who just marked the production of their 200th jupe. Congrats guys. The Rawland Startup is available on your favorite podcast apps. So listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and soon on Spotify.